My name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. of the My Tech Decisions podcast. Like I said, my name is Zach and I'm your host. This is actually a bit of a milestone for the podcast. Uh, it's our 100th episode. The podcast started in February 2017 and still going strong today. So thanks for listening and thanks for your support. We hope you've gained at least some useful information, insight or knowledge, or maybe you've just heard an interesting conversation over the years. Uh, to mark our 100th episode, we have on Chris Feldman, a product marketing manager for NSC Display Solutions. We talk about digital signage and how system-on-a-chip media players are transforming the digital signage market. We also talk about NEC's recently released media player powered by Raspberry Pi that allows users to customize digital boards for retail, restaurants, and corporate communications. Before we get to the interview, here's a quick reminder that the podcast is available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe to hear weekly interviews with enterprise technology experts. And now, here is Chris Feldman. There we go. So, Chris, uh, thanks for joining the podcast. Uh, so, can you tell us a little bit about SOC and uh, you know how it's evolved and how it's uh, you know affecting the market? So, SOC is really great. You know, it's um, well, if I can actually back up here. Um, if you look at the digital science industry overall, um, and in its infancy, uh, looking at computing sources like the Core 2 Duo, uh, when I first started with NEC, you know, 11, 12 years ago, was the de facto PC, uh, regardless of what, you know, manufacturer was using it. Uh, you know, that Intel chipset was what everyone was using, um, regardless of platform. And as time has gone on, um, a lot of requirements for signage haven't really changed much. I mean, we've had um, some uptick with um, some increasing uh, resolutions, right? You know, so you know, started with 1366, moved to full 1080p, um, and then fairly recently we moved to 4K. Now even things are moving to 8K. But what's happening is that the computational requirements to do what they need to do, you know, whether it's airport information, wayfinding, a lot of that has not changed. Um, so while computing has gotten cheaper and smaller and faster, the SOCs have begun to c- catch up to the level of performance that you were able to get out, of the, get out of that Core 2 Duo because of optimizations. And so what you're finding is a lot of SOC platforms can actually run a lot of signage. And the computing cost of a signage platform was often you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of half of what you're paying for. You have the cost of the screen, you have the cost of the software, and then you have the cost of the PC. And now that you're reducing that cost down to either included in the monitor or you know somewhere in the neighborhood of $100, you're actually lowering that entry level of getting the same type of signage that you could have a few years ago. And so that SOC signage has really, has, has really evolved to a point where um, it's really become acceptable and usable uh, for a lot of different varying types of vertical markets, uh, whether it's retail or airports or you know, what have you. So what are the use cases of SOC digital signage? 
So um, SOC digital signage can be used um, primarily in video playback is the largest area, but one of the areas that's really kind of exciting that's coming out of it is uh, not necessarily in interactivity, but more so in um, keyed events. So um, imagine if you have a, a signage, uh, a screen playing a, a general ad. Uh, I'll use an example of a sporting goods store. So imagine you have a sporting goods store and you have a sign in the middle of a display from a certain manufacturer. And someone walks up to that display and you, they see hiking boots and they see hiking sweaters or whatever else. And they pick up that item and that item has an RFID tag on it and there's a sensor in the shelf. The sensor in the shelf can register that someone just picked up a pair of hiking boots mm -hmm. and then the signage can actually be affected to show that specific set of boots that you picked up or that specific set of equipment and that type of thing. Or if you have a, um, a standard signage component combined with your digital signage component, uh, such as a QR code. So let's say you have stickers uh, let's say you are in a, um, a car dealership and you have QR codes on a standard sign, which is by an automobile. And someone walks up to it and you have uh, digital signs kind of running various places throughout the, the dealership. When someone scans that QR code, you can create a keyed event to change the content onto that display. And that, as that runs, um, you know, you're gearing this much more immersive experience. And probably the other way that's really being useful um, is almost as a... Uh, a backup, so to speak, you know, or redundancy. So you have standard signage running on whatever uh, type of platform that you have. And if there were to be uh, some sort of failure that is affecting the main PC that's driving it, you can switch over to the SOC inside the monitor itself. So that way your signage is never down. Mm. So have, have we seen a lot of that um, interactivity with, with, the, with the sensors? You know, have we seen that in the wild? Or is that, or so, is that still kind of in, in its infancy? Well, I wouldn't say the infancy, but it is still early on in adoption. It is something that is very much growing, right? So as people are seeing that you can do that, um, because you would have, the way that it works is you have one main PC that you can securely keep in an IT closet um, and load whatever Windows applications or whatever you need on there to keep it safe in your environment. And then you have the SOC display, which is essentially just running your content according to what is being keyed off of the server. And that is a fairly... Um, intuitive way to kind of put this together. There's not a lot of um, extra parts that you need to have done. And so that adoption is growing and growing quickly. Um, so expect to see a lot more of that, especially now with COVID-19, um, when you want to have the ability to have a certain level of interactivity, but you don't necessarily want people to touch things. Uh, so like the example of the QR code I showed you earlier, or I shouldn't say I showed you, but I spoke about earlier, that QR code, if someone were to key off of that, um, using their phone, then they're not touching anything, but you can still have that interactive experience um, and tailor that content to that customer and be more impactful. Um, yeah, so, so you guys just released the new media player. So how does that uh, make use of SOC? So the media player is actually preloaded as the standard operating system on our SOC. And it exists in essentially in two parts. There's the standard media player, which we're offering, which allows you full, full HD playback of video and images. Um, you can schedule them to run them uh, according to however you want. Um, you'll have gapless playback, so it'll play back without having kind of gaps in between. You can load content either directly over a USB stick and load it onto the 32 gig internal drive, or you can tie it into a, uh, a LAN connection from a one computer that is connected to all your SOC displays. You can load your content remotely. 
um, just to run it as a media player as well. But there's a second part, which is called our CMS platform. And so we have partners that is, that is a list that is growing. Um, and what happens is if someone like uh, uses Screenly, for example, which is a good partner that's using the Raspberry Pi SOC, if you move to the CMS platform and select Screenly, it'll install the Screenly signage image onto that display. And Screenly mm -hmm. is one of those partners that's actually utilizing things like the QR code or the RFID tag um, content keying that I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, there's companies like Sogo, they're a partner as well. Um, they have the ability to do uh, video wall content, for example, using an SOC. And the SOC that NEC is offering, we're one of the few, we're actually we're one of the only companies that offers sizes from 40 inch to 98 inches. And we also offer it on standard displays as well as ultra narrow video wall type displays. And so you can incorporate the signage product um, into any number of displays that we have uh, for your customer's use. So, you know, what do you guys see for really interesting use cases uh, for a media player? So the media player is going to be used, um, well, it's going to open up the digital signage market because it's included with it. So you're looking at like a $100 price point. And so those that were kept out of it because of the cost now can purchase this and enter into that digital signage market. Um, you know, you could utilize other uh, functionality that we have, such as never said administrator that we can tie into it. Uh, so you can actually control the, control the displays, um, that type of thing. But um, it can be used as a menu board. It can be used as a signage product. It can be used as a number of different things um, as long as you have the media file that you've created for it. And it's simple. It's easy to use. You can utilize it uh, using the wireless remote that comes to the display. Um, simply just point at what you want to do, select it, and you're ready to go. And it's it's easy for end users uh, to, to understand, and it's... Um... And how does it make uh, their lives easier? So there's two ways you can actually interact with it. One is with a remote, and that's probably the easiest way, right? So a lot of times when you're using something like a media player or using something like a CMS, uh, which I do want to highlight, this, this is not a CMS, it's just a media player. Um, there's a hurdle getting over the technology, right? So it's intimidating. You don't understand how to use it. Um, you turn the thing on, and you literally don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at it the way it's designed, it works very much just like the folder system does on your, uh, your laptop or your computer that you're working on normally. You simply take the remote, you navigate the remote like you would at home if you're watching cable TV, um, select what you want, and when you select it, you can either copy it over to the drive or you can just say, play it, and that's it. That's all you need to do. So for those that are going to be more intimidated by uh, having to learn software, there's really nothing to learn. You already know how to use it. You just have to be exposed to it. Sorry, when is Media Player available, or is it available already? The Media Player is on our price list, so you mm -hmm. can actually order it today. It will be ready to ship in October, so that's when we should have inventory available for the customer. Great. Awesome. Very good. Uh, all right. Well, Chris, thanks very much. Uh, we appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the My Tech Decisions podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your company. If you would like to learn more, head to MyTechDecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. You can also follow me on Twitter at ZWComo. Until next time.